Welcome to the Sales Unscripted Podcast, where it's not what you're saying, but who you're being while you're saying it that matters. Sales and scaling your business is what drives the engine here. So drop in, buckle up, and hold on, because we're about to shake up the sales game with the man behind the mic, Jim Padilla. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Sales Unscripted, where it's not what you're saying, but who you're being while you're saying it that moves the needle. We're all things sales, scaling, and leverage, and we're definitely focused on helping you make more sales without you actually getting better at selling. So much of it is about what we do, how we structure our environment, who we connect with, how we're positioned. And if you really don't want to have to be a sales master, then learn how to just show up powerfully, be crystal clear, do the diligence, take the responsibility of being the the business owner who knows what the heck he's doing instead of just randomly out there in the world and be amazed at how easy sales can be as a result. And uh, today's guest that I'm bringing to you is somebody that I've got an interesting past with because uh, I was a leading a sales trainer division for another sales training company that we were both um, affiliated with. He was one of the sales trainers in the field, and and he ha- he he was he opened my eyes to something because uh, and this was gosh eight years ago, and I at the time this was my full time gig. I was running somebody else's division, but I had a little bitty coaching thing on the side, and. He came to this approach as he was running, he had this whole training opportunity as one of the tools in his tool belt. He was already running other businesses and wanted to be able to increase his opportunity to serve his client base by taking on something that I was doing as my whole business, he was bringing in as a, another way to serve his people. And it started getting me thinking, uh, you know, how can you exponentially deliver from a singular space? And um, so it's, it, he was one of the people that started dropping those seeds in my mind. And so I've been, we've been loosely in contact for the past few years since then. We both have moved on to tremendous successes from there. He's done some things that have been pretty damn impressive. And, um, and he, he reached out and offered to share some insights here. And I, when I say that, guys, I'm talking about, you know, we talk about all the time, leading with generosity, serving first, giving first, and letting the sales happen on the back end of that. And that's exactly what he is doing today because he's not here to sell anything or pitch anything. I had to actually convince him to offer something. So he's got a book that we're going to put out and we'll share with you in a bit. Um, but he is here to share just the experiences of his exponential growth because you know we know that you guys are, are really into the whole scaling and, and leveraging process. So uh, without that, I don't want to dig into the formal um, the formal uh, bio except for one piece that's really, that's really powerful. Um, so Mark Tassoni is an entrepreneur, author, real estate investor, father of five and husband, good on you, right? And he has been on 100% straight commission his entire career. We all know what that's like. Um, And he has created 15 different income streams throughout his career. Here's where it starts getting interesting. He has sold $6 million companies. He has, in his most recent venture that he's involved with right now, which is what we really want to dig into, is... He jumped into a company less than a year ago that was producing 800K a year. Not bad. I know many of you are striving for that right now. Uh, But now it is producing $2 million per month, and they are on an accelerated path to success. And uh, I'm talking enough. Let's get Mark in here. Mark Tassoni, why don't you say hello? All right. How you doing? Good to be here. I love your stuff. I I, I hear so few people talk about who you're being as a driver 
And so that to me is, uh, uh, I have an affinity for that and uh, in the game of selling because it makes such a huge difference. So now I know exactly why I reached out. <laughs> exactly, yeah. for sure. Um, if you wanna be able to get at him right now while you're listening, you can find him on Twitter at Mark Sassoni Coach. Right, Mark T O S O N I coach. So feel free to to shoot him any any props and love right now if you're hearing this and dialing in. Um, so you know, let's just just jump into this, man. I, yep. You know, you've got we we have some similar roots in that we both were into some sales training. You still do that. We do that on different levels. Uh, I used to own an ADT dealership with offices in multiple cities. You were uh, in the, actually you had your ADT dealership when we first met, and. Yep. Um, You've just been, you're, you're the person who sees opportunity and then figures out how to capitalize on it. So what, what, what made that be your default for you? Um, well, long story short, initially at necessity. <laughs> so that's always helpful when you have no money. And I, I had a little girl at home and uh, had no choice going back uh, three decades. And okay. uh, so necessity is the initial, you know, driver of that. And then, you know, as you get in business, you know, you learn to see where the opportunities are. And so most recently, um, it's funny because you had an ADT dealership. I hold this book up because I, I wrote a book on selling alarms. And if you go to um, Amazon, you'll see this yard sign, but you won't see the name ADT. Huh. Okay. The reason this says ADT is because I was actually courting them and they were courting me to become one of their national trainers. And so I literally had some of my books made with their name on it at that same time, because I was, I wanted to start to exit my uh, involvement in the alarm business, which had been over two decades. And uh, long story short, uh, I was approached with somebody on a solar company and I had rejected solar companies for the previous two years. Prior to that, different people were bringing things. And for whatever reason, uh, this particular owner stepped forward. And uh, he was looking for partners to the take, take it to the next level. Uh, I heard him out. We talked about it uh, with, with, with my people who brought him to me. And the next thing you know, we bought into the company. And, um, you know, most recently, we're actually escalating even past the $2 million a month mark. Uh, the last three weeks in a row, we did over 700000 So we're now starting to, you know, move towards that uh, three you know, three million a mark, uh, three million a month mark, and uh, we've just increased by eighteen sales reps. So we're just, you know, we're just, you know, growing it out. Systems, people, processes, you know, all the things you do to build a business. So awesome. Um, so let's let's dive into some of that. What what's the common threads with? all of the opportunities that you have jumped into. But and we know, you know, we talk about the 15 different income streams that you have landed on. We know, I, I know full well that that means you probably failed on about another 20. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? So, the, so the common thread, it's funny you, you talk about the failure. Um, if I were to talk about the common thread of the failure, it was coming from desperation and not, you know, choosing and selecting what I'm going to be involved in more or less being involved in something because I have to, because I have bills to pay. Today, when I train people, I tell them, don't ever call them bills, they're expenses. Victims create bills, creators create expenses. And when you've got something you had to pay at the end of the month, certainly a service was rendered. And so, you know, but when I go back to that time, um, I was coming from a place of victim. Uh, my mind was in a place of victim. Uh, I didn't fully understand how to create. As time went on, the common thread is today I select, I pick and choose whether I'm buying a piece of real estate, which I do often, 
uh, whether it be getting involved in a business, whether it be uh, going out to dinner with somebody. It's just all about carefully choosing and selecting, which just comes from having you know internal clarity about what it is I'm up to and where I'm going. And so it's really, I would say the common threads are just having the clarity where I'm going and I make choices around that. Uh, the last thing, which is kind of an intangible for me, um, is resonance. Like when somebody puts something in front of me, I get this, uh, I get this, this feeling, this resonance, and I, and I, I'm very familiar with it. Um, and long story short, I became familiar with it um, because I violated it so many times. Uh, my first three-family house I bought, I totally violated resonance, and uh, that cost me, you know, like thirty thousand dollars. It was a thirty thousand dollar loss. And um, thank God I went back at real estate again. But, you know, I guess it was in violating residence that I learned to honor residence and residence. And today when I when I get that feeling, I just roll with it and uh, it makes me strong and I keep going. And should that change, I'll, I just change my approach. That's that's awesome. What I'm also hearing there is that you um, you know yourself. Right. You, yeah. you've, you've really gotten to figure out what's good for you, what's not, what works for you, what doesn't. And uh, and I think that's such an overlooked part of business and life for most people. We tend to do what looks good instead of what we know feels good for us. Right. So Key distinction. I, I didn't look at it that way, but it's uh, I, I totally receive that, that I am now getting to know myself. That's awesome. Yeah. Because um, it's interesting because I'm. I, I, have, I give, I'm often given credit for being this huge visionary and this creator. I'm not sure I'm as much of a creator as I am a refiner. So I can take somebody else's bad idea and make it fantastic. Like, <laughs> yep. I'm like, uh, what's that, that commercial 3M or whatever, you know, we don't create things. We just make everything better. Sometimes right. I feel like that's me. And yep. so I can see somebody struggling somewhere and I go, ah, oh, let me take that. Let's, let's put some good stuff around it and I can give it back to you and you can go run with it. And then, right. you know, I just want a piece of it. You know, yep. if you're a baby, yep. you go and let's roll. Yep. So. But uh, yeah, that's good stuff. That's good stuff right there. And, you know, when you're, when you're desperate and listen, you know, I've been there. I know what it feels like to live in total fear every day and not get paid, uh, you know, living week to week and, you know, not even getting paid and, you know, having ex-mother-in-law bring over groceries and, you know, ex-wife sitting there desperate. What are we going to do? How are we going to pay this bill, that bill? Contemplating dealing drugs in my early twenties, literally contemplating going to the dark side because I was just struggling that bad. And really where the struggle was for me was getting myself to take the necessary actions. Every time I went to take an action, it activated such deep. Now I played college hockey. Okay. So in Massachusetts, so just picture some really tough guys from Boston, you know, Irish, like tough. Right. Go in the corner with them, no problem. Co you know, college hockey, it's rough out there. Never bothered me. I would go in front of a six foot three defenseman, and I'm, only, I'm five foot ten. Never bothered me. I would throw my body. First door I had to knock, I can just remember the, the terror <laughs> coming over me and, and my manager in the insurance business, you know, telling me, yeah, go knock that door. And I'm like, me, go knock that door. And there was like four people in this, in this gas station, and I had to walk in there and door knock that and canvas them and solicit them. And man, it just brought up terror, absolute terror. So the struggle I was having in the early stages was I, I couldn't get myself to take action. So like all professional victims, when you can't take the right action, what do you do? You look for the easy way. 
And thank God I didn't take the easy way. Uh, Cause had I taken the easy way, I can guarantee you, I wouldn't be where I am today. Um, it is, you know, it's like the universe rewards you when you do the right thing. Even on that three family house, I lost $30,000. I went to the bank. I'll spare you the story because it it's kind of a long story. But at the end of the day, I screwed it up and I went to the bank. There was a $30,000 deficit. Instead of walking away from that house, I went to the bank and said, will you write me a deficit loan? I'm 28 years old. They wrote me a deficit loan for the $30,000 because they knew I could have walked away. I took the deficit loan. It was, I don't remember, three, $400 a month, whatever it was for a period of time. And I paid off that deficit. Fast forward to today, I have banks begging me to give me millions of dollars to do real estate deals, apartment deals, which is what I do today. I do, you know, 20 units, 30, 40, 50 and, be and better. And they're just wanting to throw money at me. So when I look at it, it and, you know, you bring me back to that time of struggle and, and some of the moves that I made back then, it, it gets very clear to me uh, why I've got to where I am today with it. So it's, it's a pretty amazing process. So I often have this experience where I've learned so much about business and growth. Um, you know, we, we've been blessed to be able to produce, you know, $250 million worth of sales for our clients and stuff in the last few years. Um, we've just been, you know, the person I am today, can, I could probably barely have a conversation with the person I was five years ago, <laughs> much less 20 years ago. Yep. And so putting yourself in that situation, how do you, what, what would you, what would be your best advice right now for people who are listening, who are where, where I was five years ago, where you were 20 years ago, what are they thinking right now? What's preventing them from seeing exponential opportunities around them? I, I think what does that is when you're not clear on, on your purpose. And I tell my kids all the time, like uh, the biggest mistake that my parents made with me, it was never about your purpose. It was about getting out there and making money. That's what the kind of the, the conditioning was. So nobody ever said to me, hey, there's a plan for your life. There is something that you are amazing at. There is something you're gonna excel at and you need to go find it, go look for it. Nobody ever said that to me. So it wasn't until uh, my first alarm company, um, we were very successful. Uh, I started it at 25 years old uh, with a mentor and a dream. That company at the time, now this is going back into the early 90s, the company became, a, we were doing 8 million a year in sales back then. Um, and for young 20 guys, that was pretty good. And, uh, but it's when we lost that company, we screwed it up, totally sabotaged it. Uh, when we lost that company, I sat down and I did something for the first time and I did something called a mission statement. And today to this day, I still live by that same thing to inspire, educate, impact, and and motivate people to access their true self highest potential so that they can access financial freedom. It's the same mission statement that I wrote in 1994. When I wrote that, everything changed. I, it's as if it pulled me out of this victim consciousness. What I was doing was I was overriding that victimness that I was brought up in um, with will, with drive, with some talent uh, in work ethic. And that, that'll take you so far. But that's what I love about your stuff because the being stuff is what I started studying after I sabotaged my first multi-million dollar experience. And, uh, and what I realized is that the being stuff is more the driver than the doing stuff. It doesn't mean you don't need to do. It doesn't mean you don't need skill. It doesn't mean the law of attraction means the law of sitting. It means that 
it's all about what you're thinking about, feeling about, and who you're, it's a becoming thing. And for me, that was such a, such a huge piece. So for anybody who's where I was or where you were in, in that struggle, um, you don't even have to believe there's an end to the struggle. Just believe for now that some other people believe there's an end to the struggle and just believe in what they believe and just borrow their belief until such time you can pull yourself through. But I am telling you, when I, when I tell I, I know, I used to have these thoughts all the time. Like you're just, you're just ordinary. You're, you guys don't come from, I'm from Italian roots. Like my father came straight out of the neighborhood and he got us to a little bit better neighborhood, but he always took us back to the old neighborhood. And so like my whole identity was rooted in that. And we're just, you know, we're like average working Italian people and we're not criminals, but we've been around criminals and I wanted to be a criminal, but I didn't have the heart to be a criminal. I, I you know, and we're just not going to amount to nothing. We got to work hard and they got money and we don't. I'm here to tell you, I'm, I'm as average as they come, in my opinion. Uh, if I have something that's over average is that I have an insatiable appetite for success. The, the more I get, the hungrier I become. It's, it's a crazy phenomenon in my life. And uh, I really appreciate the past and where I came from. I, I, I mean, I honor it. I revere it. But at the same time, I find as I get older and clearer on my vision, I'm just empire building, man. That's what I'm into right now. I'm empire building. I don't work. Uh, I just do things. I empire build. That's what I do. Uh, right now, I'm empire, empire building a company. I'm empire building a real estate company. And with that, I like to inspire people. Uh, salespeople, my heart is with salespeople because I was that desperate guy back then, smoking cigarettes, drinking a lot, uh, confused and dazed and fogged and that feeling of hopelessness deep inside not knowing what I was going to do next. Those were horrible times. Those were, those, those were horrible feelings. But you know what? Sometimes those are necessary, at least they were for me, to go through that, to open up space to discover that there is something different. And what that different thing is ultimately is a choice. And so it is, it's, it's literally so, it's as easy as dropping this pen. All our baggage we can go like that. We just hang on to it because it's familiar. Yeah. And so we have this tendency to, to hang on to what's familiar, even though what's familiar is not necessarily going to help us financially. And so for right. me, it was just learning to let go of it, creating that new purpose. When I had that purpose, I then went right back at it in the alarm business after I fell. Within six months, I was crushing it at, at a higher level than I was before, making more money than I was before. And uh, just, you know, but doing it with more fulfillment uh, because I had the purpose now and I've always, always fallen back on the purpose. And Jim, that doesn't mean that I don't get discouraged. There's days I get up and I'm like, oh my God, this is, some days are freaking hard. I'm building a big company. This is my biggest thing I'm building. And I know we're going to break the 100 million marker. And so I never, I never built something so big and it, there's complexities within that, as you know, because you deal with people who do this. A lot of complexities. But I like that because it challenges me to be more. This is, this is kind of like my way. This is like my college. This is my, infinite, yeah. this is my infinite academy. You know, not talking about it, not reading about it, getting in it and doing it, which forces me to be more. To be more. Like right now, I'm being forced to be way more of a leader than I ever have. And uh, 
So at any rate, I don't know. Hopefully within that, uh, people find some inspiration if they're stuck where you were or I was way back there, um, that they don't that that they can pull something from this. One last thing about that: the pain that I associated, borrowing you know Tony Robbins' toggle towards pleasure away from pain, I associated major pain to that in the past. Okay, so my main driver was watching salespeople go broke. And this is the very reason I started buying apartments because I vowed that I would never be 50 years old, 55, 60, 70, and ever have to run a lead again. Now that doesn't mean at 60 or 55, I won't run a lead again. It just means I don't have to. I do it because I choose to, if I choose to, when I choose to, but I am not required to do that because I built a life that that means I don't have to. So I took that pass. And if you're going through that pass, I would just invite you, don't deny it, feel it. Feel it and link the freaking pain and don't ever forget that pain. Remember that pain and move as far away from it as you can. Amen. Yeah, you said a lot there. Um, a couple of things I want to really highlight. I, I could feel it. I could feel you guys listening right now. As soon as you started talking about clarity of purpose, my mission statement, I could already hear you going, yeah, yeah, I got that. But do you? Right. The reason that is said so often by people who are doing what they want to be doing is because they're really connected to it. You know, Cindy and I are all about that. We're massively connected to creating opportunity and possibility for salespeople. You know, our goal is to have the biggest sales network in, in the country that we're providing opportunities for. I want people to be able to feast at our table and know that we're providing for people. And that thrives us and drives us every single day. And you have to have that. If you're not where you want to be, to, in my opinion, that is one of the greatest deficiencies you probably have. You probably don't have that clarity. The more crystal clear you are about what it is you want, that's what inspires you to take that action. Because once you can see it and you can start tasting it and smelling it and it drives you and it will also be the thing that just drives you nuts because you're, you're not getting what you want. And, uh, and that's where that, you know, that, that, fee, that pain and pleasure dichotomy, that continuum that we're all on is real because all the pleasure in the world is nice to have, but nothing drives you like the pain of not having it and the pain of, of understanding what it's costing you to not be there. Really dive into that. You know, sit down with your journal and, and write this stuff out. It's a process. Maybe you start this today and a year from now, you finally land on that right thing, but you got to start it. It's vital. I, I would say so. You know, if they're going to take an action step, uh, my purpose is dot, dot, dot. You know, and again, I'll throw mine out here one more time so they can use it as a template, is to inspire, educate, impact, and motivate sales-driven entrepreneurs to access their true self highest potential so they can experience financial freedom. So you want to write it and then you, you want to make it as tight and concise and resonant. Like I played with that thing for two weeks and just even one word different till I got it to a point where it resonated. And, and I literally did it for two weeks. I was playing with it and writing it and this and that. And um, when I finally got it, I was like, that's it. That's what I'm here to do. This is what I'm going to do. And, uh, you know, today I find that it just keeps compelling me even further and further because I also realized, and I didn't realize this back then, everybody is a salesperson. Back then I didn't realize that. Everybody is a sales-driven entrepreneur. If you're not a sales-driven entrepreneur, like, I mean, everything revolves around it. You know, my uh, sister-in-law is a school teacher and now she's even entertaining the possibility of buying a Kumon 
You know, here's a person I thought would have never gone the entrepreneurial path. She's now considering that opportunity. And I think she's going to be amazing at it. But it's like, we are all salespeople. Everybody's a salesperson. Amen to that. Um, so uh, let's, let's take a few minutes here and, and dig into, just share some of the, the key insights and strategy. What, what's something that you have deployed as a strategy in your current business that, um, that would relate to somebody who's trying to build a business that's pushing, you know, they're trying to strive for 80 grand a month, much less uh, 2 million a month. Okay. That's a great question. And I was actually prepared for that question. Um, and so I'll answer it. I'll answer it by just giving you a little history. Um, and I'll tell you the distinction when I'm done. Number one, in 1998, I wrote this book. Why I wrote this book? I have no idea. It came through me. It's called Sell Like Crazy Without Going Insane. Um, I got Jay Conrad uh, Levinson's endorsement up yeah. here. How I got that, I have no clue. He was a real player. I was an alarm sales guy. Um, I went on in the alarm business. You already saw I wrote the book, Alarm Sales Mastery. I went on. You guys can get this book for free. I would recommend it, Six Figure Commission Sales Secrets. Um, I'll tell you where to get it in a minute. So then I get into this new business, Jim. I know nothing about this new industry. And what do I do? The first thing I do is I write a book. But this book was different. This book I wrote for the consumer. And it's called Say Yes to Solar because the company I bought is a solar company. And every one of my salespeople gets to have their own private bio with their photo. I'm not the author, my salesperson is. So to answer the question of deployment, what I deployed by mistake many years ago was I wrote this silly little book, Sell Like Crazy Without Going Insane, which just were my current distinctions I had back then, which many of them still hold very good today. Uh, dry your fangs. Uh, buyers are liars. Not, okay, because I don't believe that. And so many of these chapters still hold to this day. So what I did as deployment was expert positioning. And a lot of people are out there, you don't see yourself as an expert. I didn't know nothing about solar. I knew nothing about it. I went and wrote a book about it that helps consumers. I taught customers in this book how to shop solar companies. I taught them how to find out if your company's in a lawsuit. We taught them everything in this book. So we are positioned as a pre premier expert. This might contribute slightly to our sales force doing $700,000 a week, slightly. There's other things I'm deploying as well. Let me ask um, you real quick on that. What, what, how many pages is that book? It looks pretty small. Uh, yeah, 47, 48, hey, uh, guys. 45. Yeah. 45 pages is a book. You don't need 350 pages to be able to right. be a published author. But notice how I did it. We did it. We didn't do it as a booklet intentionally. We did it as a book because it has higher perceived value. The first book, this one here was like 100 pages. You guys can get a 100 page book like this in, in bulk for a dollar, under a dollar, if you do a couple thousand run at a time. So my point is that if you are in sales, it is my perspective that you are an expert own it. I remember back in my first sales job, I was selling cars and the guy who recruited me, his name was Joe Huber. And Joe Huber looked at me one day and he said, Mark, you're a professional. And I was 20 years old. And I literally went like this. I looked around. I didn't, I didn't know who he was, who he was talking to. He was talking to me. I'm like, you're talking to me. Like where I come from, that's how people talk. You're talking to me. I'm like, are you talking to me? Like I'm a professional. And I'm like, holy crap, I'm a professional. I have to step in and be that. You don't have to do it, be it, then do it. Just be it, step into it. So expert positioning is a huge part of my playbook. 
for sure. Uh, it cannot be said enough, especially in today's crowded economy. When you know when you were walking on that car lot, you didn't have a social media following. Correct. You had a parking lot, and you had to get people to it. And then once they were there, you had to figure out how how to make them see you as the expert. Now it's everybody and their mother is claiming to be an expert. You need to be able to have powerful positioning. Stand, we call it owning your badassery. You own your badassery. Well, like everybody knows who you are and what you do, why you do it, how you do it, and. Nope. People may not understand what you do, but they're going to have to be totally connected to the fact that you know what the hell you're talking about. Right on. My uh, realtor, the house I sit in, this guy's got, and I've been telling him this over and over again. He hasn't done it yet. I hope he listens to this. Go do it. Uh, I he had a million dollar Rolodex. This guy saved me. Okay. Prior to this, I had a second home in Texas and the realtor we dealt with in Texas, he didn't have a lot of connection, happened to have been a family member. So when I came into this house, he had the freaking, he had everybody. He had the guy to hang my TV. He had the guy for the internet. He had a guy for the pool. He had a guy for the, the, the blinds. He had the interior decorator, the floor guy, the this guy. This guy saved me. He saved me $25,000. I said, why do you not have a book called your million dollar Rolodex? You're a realtor, which separates you and differentiates you from any other realtor in your market. Why do you not have that book? The million dollar Rolodex just makes you different. And so to me, that expert positioning is about standing out. This book here, I didn't even realize it at the time, it helped me recruit salespeople. Hey, one other, let me just show you one other. <laughs> when I first started in the alarm business, I forgot all about this, it just came to me. Look at this, how to hit a six-figure grand slam giving away alarm systems free. Now it says kids movies because my wife uses it for movies, right? Those are all the kids. <laughs> but this was, this was, the, nobody had done anything like this in 1996, 97. How to, get, how to give away alarms, uh, six figures, uh, giving away alarms. You know, th this thing was huge. So, so salesmen would come into my office. They would have this information and they would get my book. Where do you think they wanted to work? They okay. wanted to know. And granted, I became, a, I'm not bragging, but I became a great uh, salesman out of alarms. I consider myself one of, I consider myself the Michael Jordan of alarms. But the point is, so I wanted to share what I knew because everybody said yes to me. I, I would go into a house when we were selling them for $3,000 and I, everybody would say yes. Never mind when we started the, that free program. Right. And uh, so I, I just did it. Initially, I did it because I wanted to share it. I just wanted to share it. And I did. And man, oh man, people just came and came and came and came and wanted to work with us. Guys, I want to just, whatever you're doing, if you're on a treadmill, stop for a second. If you're listening in the car, I want you to think about this is important stuff, everything we're talking about here. And, you know, I mean, Mark's sharing some great things. You've heard many similar uh, statements come from me. And if you're chasing that kind of success, guys, you need to start doing what people are doing who have the success that you want. And I know you're, you're listening in here because you'll resonate to the way we think and what we're talking about. You got to start putting yourself out there as the expert, you know, and it's not about, I mean, if you hear Mark, his expertise is coming through, but he's not beating his chest. This isn't look at me, mofos, I'm bad. It's look at how much I can help you. Look at how much I know. Look at what I can help do for you. Look at the path that I can lay down for you or help you point you in the right direction which is what we are all doing. And you're no different. You need to be doing that same thing for the people you serve because then they start following you. And many times they're not even sure why, except for the fact that you resonate so clearly and so powerfully with what it is they want. So, you know, Jim, I, just a little bit of a distinction here for them as well, which kind of ties into the question you asked earlier. So, so 
I, I have this saying, and I love your uh, badassery statement. I, I'm going to probably use that somewhere Feel free. in my conversations. <laughs> but I have a saying that, that I use with my people that you sell to serve. And a long story short, a lot of salespeople don't do that. They sell to get. And so when you start talking about serving, one of the reasons people are challenged with that is because serving forces you into being abundant. Because in order to serve, you must have to give. Yes. And so if, if you're finding that you don't have something to give, I'm telling you, that's what I call the trickster. That's this little part of your mind. That's the anti-badassery part of yourself. And that part is a freaking liar. So I love calling it out. I call it the trickster. Uh, I heard somebody recently call it the drunk monkey. That was a, another wonderful name for it. It's this little part of our mind that convinces you that you're an island, it's all about you, you're desperate and you're gonna die. You're not gonna die, okay? You're gonna make it. Even broke Americans who are homeless live better than most in other countries. You are gonna make it, you're gonna be okay. And so the whole thing here is claim that inner, that inner badassery and you step into the abundance of serving. You don't wait. I wish I had somebody literally slap me upside the head with that earlier. I just didn't know the principle. As soon as I started to discover, oh, wow, I can serve, and I started making connections like, the more I give this stuff away, somehow, the more I'm making. I, I couldn't quite make the connection, but I, I made enough of the connection, you know, to keep it going. And, uh, you know, and then I went on to, I would start to do these for my salespeople. One after another, after another, after another, after another, and just keep giving them programs. Every time they turned around, they were getting a program. And this is back in the day of a CD, so yeah. I think these are getting obsolete. But I keep them around to show people to, to discover that. The question for you, uh, action step to me would have been to create your purpose. The second one would be, what more could you do in your business to start serving? To just step into that. If you're a realtor, you know, where could you go? How could you serve? See, part of the problem here, Jim, people don't think they're valuable. And you don't realize, like my realtor, he took his, his million-dollar Rolodex for granted. It's freaking amazing. The thing is the best role. I call him for everything, the fence. We, go, we still call him for everything. Don't take your assets for granted. And trust me, you have way more assets than you realize. You know, some people, I tell people this, do you realize that if you went and sat with a senior citizen and you just listened to, to another human being, that's serving. And if people take that for granted, take that for granted when you run an appointment that you sit and just listen to somebody, just connecting and listening and sharing your love with them. Hey, that's good stuff, man. That's, that's mic drop type things. Um, and, and it matters guys. It, it doesn't matter what level, because when you're the expert, then you can lead upwards all the time, right? We're in the middle of the launch right now with, with the Zig Ziglar foundation, right? We, we support their launch and, and, you know, there was some ups and downs. It wasn't going quite as, as anticipated. And the, you know, the, the group who's running the, you know, the, obviously Zig is not around with us any longer, but the leadership, you know, they, they reached out yesterday with a personal message, just with this huge full heart expressing gratitude for how much we have gone. You know, we don't, when we look at partnership, it's not, we do 50, they do 50. We go as far as we need to across the side onto their side to see whatever we can do to help because we're the experts at this and we want them to know that we're here. We're partners with them. We're in this with them. We're not just waiting to do our thing. And, 
you know, he just, just expressed so much gratitude. They literally said it's, that the best decision they have made wow. in their business was bringing us on board. And that just, that's, that feels so good and so much gratitude because we know it wasn't because we did our service well. It's because we went all the way across the line to show how much we care about what they're doing and letting them know that we're in it with them. You know, you, you just, you just got to show up like you would for any other friend, for a person, you know, you would do it for your clients. The thing that amazes me is that you typically don't do it for your prospects. And my philosophy is if you treat your prospects as if they were clients, they'll become wow. your clients. I love that. Love that. Love that. That is awesome. So let me ask you this. I know you're into a lot of things right now. Um, I've been you know, scouring some of your social media and, you know, you're very involved with your family and things. What, what are you doing outside of your business that is having a direct impact in your business? Okay. So, um, a couple things. Number one, I got motorcycles for my boys. And, uh, so we hit the dirt and, uh, I, I act like an absolute crazy man at 52 years old and I shouldn't be doing it. And I, I wipe out on them and I do stupid stuff. But for me, it brings out my inner 14 year old. Yeah. And, uh, so that's been really fun. Another thing that has had a profound effect on me, I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I attend uh, a church called Elevation Church, uh, which is pastored by Stephen Furtick. Okay. And uh, he is becoming extremely well-known. Um, he's a massive leader. Uh, he's a guru. Um, he's very young. He's in his 30s. But he is the guy can lead. And I'm just, I follow a lot of what he teaches and his principles. And um, that's probably one of the major uh, things that I'm doing today that I never did in the past because um, I had such a big ego and I didn't like going to church. I didn't like, um, I just didn't do that. I just didn't like doing that. And I don't want to make it a religious thing, but that's what I'm doing. That's what I do. And uh, that has been uh, incredibly profound. Um, it is, it's just, I don't know. I'm just turning into a new man as a result of it. And um, I, so I think that's a profound difference in the hunger that I have. I've never had in my whole career, I was always a hungry guy. People would, would say, man, how do you get so motivated? But in, the, in my old mark, it was what I call success with side effects. Hmm. The reason I call it that is because uh, I was doing things to spite. Okay. So I had a lot of that spite energy from my wounds of childhood. Like, you know, I'm going to, you know, go screw, look at that. And I would always, you know, somebody would doubt me. I'd throw more success at them. So a lot of the energy was a I've let go a lot of that. And today it's about, it's about creating. It's about using that energy, building. I'm building an empire, man. So I'm showing my kids every day we have entrepreneurial conversations in this house. We speak thoroughbred entrepreneur in this home. And long story short, they're hearing this every day. That's my legacy. And I realized somewhere along the line, I realized that my two boys, I never anticipated having two boys. I had already raised two daughters. And uh, so I actually have five kids. Uh, we have one in the middle. We're a blended family. But uh, when my boys came along, I don't know, something profound happened. And today what I find is, is uh, the middle one that, that is blended, my daughter now. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm in her head with entrepreneurial stuff. And uh, I'm dedicated to seeing her become successful, yeah. becoming all she can become. And my boys they're billionaire minded, not million. I'm millionaire minded. They're billionaire minded. That's how they're thinking. There are no fantastic. Limits. And uh, so that's, that's kind of, kind of where it's at today. 
That's great. Yeah, I resonate with all of that, man. That's fantastic. Uh, pump it up. It's exciting. That's the stuff that I eat for lunch, man. I that pour me a bowl of that and throw some milk on it, man. Let's let's yeah. get that up. And uh, yeah, our you know my my kids same. They, my my youngest daughter especially, going through high school uh, and junior high, traveling around the country doing basketball while she's chasing a scholarship. We listen to hours and hours and hours of Jim Rohn and Zig Ziglar and Tony Robbins, and it's in her brain. She can't yeah. even get away from it. Now she's, you know, rolling. And we got we have our first grandson. He's five months old. He sits right there in my chair, oh, wow. hangs out here. You know, his name's Owen. We're ready. We're waiting for his podcast to be flowing with Owen. And he's going to be rocking. Oh, I um, love it. Flowing with <laughs> Owen. I love yeah. that. Good you know, stuff, Jim, where, where I came from, and I, I mean no disrespect to where I came from. I love where I came from. But – the messages I got, I can remember my first day showing up at hockey practice at five years old and, and, and the coach, you know, F-bomb. And I was around mobsters. Mm. And these were real ones. These were the ones that, you know, people see in the movies. I never even watched the movies because I was in the front row of this. And I love these people. This is where I come from. I have such great honor and respect for where I come from and reverence. Yet at the end of the day, um, there are a lot of principles there that are taught but many of the principles that I was taught violate true universal law. And so I had to learn how to shed and let go of all that programming and conditioning and step into a whole new level. Like my wife is saying, we're going pro. We are turning pro in this house. And that's just where we're at. We're just, we're turning pro and we want to be pro in every area of our life. Uh, so everything is getting more intentional. The people we're with, the people you hang around with, the podcast you do, everything we do is becoming more and more intentional. Is it building the empire? Is it building the empire? And I think if everybody were to, were to take ownership of their own empire, which, which God has given them, it's up to them to awaken it. What is that empire within you? And if you are to awaken to that, and just like my book here, everybody in my company and other places, they comment on the, on the title, say yes to solar. So my whole thing is say yes. We are taught a gazillion times the word no. Can't do that. Can't do this. Can't do that. Can't. You hear it so many thousands of times. Uh, I'll, I'll use this as two teaching points. Teaching point number one, say yes to your freaking self, to your, to your bad awesome, your badassery. Say yes. And tell your customer when you're saying, when you're selling something, tell them, you know what, Mr. And Mrs. Customer, I want to give you permission to say yes to my offer right here, right now. You can say yes. It's okay. Give me a high five and let's do this. Say yes. It's just this whole theme of saying yes to yourself, to your higher purpose. This is what the world needs today. And listen, it's salespeople and entrepreneurs who are bringing in the shift. Yeah. It's just plain as day. We are, you can get caught up in politics all, as you want. Sales-driven entrepreneurs are bringing in the shift of consciousness, from my perspective, along with some spiritual people. But we are bringing in the shift. So by us doing business more responsibly, more purpose-driven, more uh, in a way that everybody is benefiting, that it's ecological, the, the world shifts as a result. It's a great thing. It's a great thing. Fantastic, man. Hey, I, I could do this all day with you. Um, I, I don't know what took us so long to make it the first one, but it definitely won't be the last, man. Look forward to some more of that. Love it. Um, all right, guys, go to salesandscripted.com in the show notes. The link to the book is going to be there. Get, go, go take it. You download it for free. Go buy the hard copy, I'm sure, for 
you know, on Amazon or where, where is there a link for that too? Is it, yeah, we have? they can go, yeah, they can go okay. to Amazon and get it. Okay. Um, if they go to marktosoni.com, that's where it is. Perfect. We'll have all that be in the show notes for you. Go check it out. Just start getting, you can't get enough when it's, you're in the right place and you're getting the right thought prospect process, you can't get enough perspective on it. So keep getting as many people's perspective on our the, the approach to growth and scaling. And, you know, I believe personally, it's your obligation. You know, you were given your gifts and they weren't given to you to hoard. They were given to you to give away. My gifts were not for me. They were for you. That's why I do everything I can to share them with everybody. And once you start doing, you will just see the laws of the universe and, and God just prospering, you know, prospering through you to other people all the time. And that's, you know, one of the things I say often is that it's not selling done right. is not about selling to people. It's about selling through people because you're moving through them to other people all the time. They are not the end destination. And, uh, and it all starts with you getting real, getting on purpose and getting it into action, making it work. All right. So thanks so much for being here, Mark. I really appreciate your time. Fantastic. Anytime. You got it. And uh, once you guys get out there, do you have a, a Facebook group or any, how, how do they find you besides? I don't Twitter? have a Facebook group right now, but it's at, my whole thing is at Mark Tassoni coach. Okay. Through all social media. Okay. Go find him, connect with him, tell him you heard him here and uh, you know, just reach out, see what he can do. I can guarantee you to shed some, some wisdom and insight for you. For right. sure. Go make it happen, guys. Do life and business on your terms. Strickland, take them on out of here, my friend. We'll see you on the next one. All right, Jim, I'll show them where to go from here, man. Look, if you love what you're hearing, here is a great way to get more. You can get a free month's access to our awesome drop-in coaching group. Here's all you got to do. Subscribe, rate, and review the show, and share it. Let us know when you do at salesunscripted.com forward slash get more. Look for the share your review button on the page. That's all you got to do. We'll see you next week.